be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face.
West Coast niggas, yeah, they for fans, nigga. I know I'm the man, baby, bring your friends with you. Putting points up while you in the stands, nigga. But I've been stuck in these streets, you in the background. Ever since they took my brother, got a pack rounds. Sorry, mama, two bells, took a bad route. I done got my bands up, a nigga stacked now. But we've been still OT on that bullshit. I don't wanna have to do it, empty full clips. While these niggas talking, robbing, they don't do shit. High Cali niggas tapped in, we a cook shit. Bustin' on my neck, niggas reach, get stretched. Rockin' with this tech, niggas better wear a vest. Last year I was broke, young nigga in the crest. I'll show 20 better broke niggas, keep the rest. I ie.com today for showtimes and tickets. This is the Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. This is the show where comedians do four-minute sets, and there's four minutes of critiques by their comedian peers, their comedians, their comedian peers, and uh, everyone's going to learn and have a good time. Uh, Remember, it means you have a minute, and you hear that horn, you have a minute. Get used to what a minute feels like. <laughs> it's a good thing to learn here at Joke Workshop. Uh, but hey, remember everybody, the microphones are out there for you to give constructive and wonderful comments on your comedian peers. Take notes. Uh, I'll be back here taking notes. And uh, and that is, that's how it works. You know, we're all here to learn and, uh, and work things out. New jokes, new stuff. Uh, and some comedians are just new, so everything they do is new. It doesn't even matter. All the material is new. It's great. Uh, your first comedian of the night, he's a lovely human being. He runs the board every Friday at happy hour. That's another open mic we have here on Fridays from 6 to 8. Put your hands together, everybody, for George D. Smith. You're too kind. You're too kind. If I had some money, I would put it in the bucket, but I'm going to put it on it. <sighs> I was thinking about one thing that was funny to me. I was thinking about Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Do you know who Jerry Lee Lewis is? Thank you, right? Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Bum, 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 bum. One of like the, the progenitors of all the music that you like today. If you like, like rap music, comes from fucking Jerry Lee Lewis and shit like that, right? Honestly, it's weird. But if you take the time to look it up, it's there. Anyway, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> what I always found weird about him was there's a world full of women and the one fucking person he landed on was his second cousin. Isn't that weird? It's like nine billion people in the world and how in the fuck do you land on your second cousin? Anyway, all right. Not as funny as I thought it would be. All right. Jesus Christ, that's going to be awful. (laughs) All right. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's weird. All right. 
<laughs> Superman the movie. Is it the dumbest title or the second dumbest title, right? Because it's called Superman, right? I figure, right, it's called Superman. You don't really have to give me two dots and then say it's the movie because I already paid fucking money to go see Superman dot dot the movie. And I was like, well, what the fuck, <laughs> right? Like, uh, where's the joke at? I was trying to write it down there. Eh, give the fuck next. All right. <laughs> This is why I don't do jokes anymore, Pam, because I'm, I get too stupid and then I can't remember anything. Anyway, okay. let's, let's, let's stop doing that kind of joke shit. I hate that shit. I hate when I have shit in my hands. I hate when I feel, it makes me feel weird. Okay. Let me think about this for half a second. I, I bet, let me, this will be the end of the fucking five minutes. That's pretty good, okay? All right. What I really don't like about when like people's let's say my age or older or younger or something start talking about shit that they don't like. Well, first off, what I really don't like is you telling me what today is like. Okay? Cuz I already know what today looks like, okay? You know what I mean? Like when I hear somebody tell me a fucking airplane joke, "Hey man, when I was like 22 and I used to fucking fly all over the place, I used to be able to go up there in like 3 minutes, but nowadays I go over in the fucking airplane and TSA is up my ass with a fucking microscope. Can you believe that?" I know what today is like. I don't need you to tell me what TSA is like, okay, guy? You could leave out all that shit and hopefully put a joke in where the fucking first part was. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so that goes on with me thinking about... I don't even know how the fuck I even got there, but I'm going to try to get there. Okay. But I think I get that way because I think about my old parents. And like, I have like old thinking, right? And I think sometimes, like, people think like, I hate when people call people, hey man, hey man you got an old soul, right? Hey man, you got an old soul. And you're like, I don't have an old soul, I have old fucking parents. Cause they're like 38 years old and like they're, I have old ovaries. Okay. <laughs> I have like old sperm and old ovaries. And that means I have old thinking and old thinking, I guess makes old souls. And at the end of the day, I got one fucking joke. Hey, Pam. Yeah, George, what's up? What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Stay up there, George. Yeah. I've got comments. I don't know if Jonathan does too. Uh, stay up there. It's comment time. It's comments time. All right. So, so, so first. I have to remember to tell a joke. So first you talked about your second cousin. Uh, or you talked about Jerry, Lee Jerry Lewis's. Lewis's second cousin. And I would somehow open that up to yourself. And it's like maybe you talk about yeah. your second cousin or one that you, a family member you were attracted to. or I absolutely someone. had one. That would be weird. But, but that or, would be or funny. Or make one up or that your last name is Smith and you think everybody's related to you. And so you're like, I'm constantly afraid of fucking my second cousin. But yeah. somehow. I wish I had my pen on me. Why don't you throw me one of those pens from back there? Just uh, uh, there's a pencil. Stage. 
was the thing when they threw the pencils at the stage but just somehow relate it to you because Fine. like yeah he was a creepy dude who was totally into his second cousin right. but then the way to make it funny is to Mine. make it yours yeah <laughs> and then with superman the movie i would do the same tag like superman the real man Mine. Super- superman like the ubermensch superman nietzsche style like superman like superman the movie yeah okay but what superman what what else could you put you know yeah, i know more superman loves nutella like i don't know that, whatever that, that. <laughs> that, that, that. Yeah, so those were my comments oh cool anybody else got any more comments for my horrifying set i had the same couple of things like along the lines of what pam was saying that tell I mean, a you joke make, once you know this idea with his second cousin like how can you i mean is his sister even hotter you know, or like, is there some lyrics in his song that you can yeah, joke yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, for sure I could. Yeah, yeah He got most inspired at family reunions, like something that goes a little further. Oh, no, there either. absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Great balls of fire. Like maybe he caught syphilis Goodness from his gracious. third. He caught syphilis I mean, it's from my his fucking third cousin. cousin. Who gives a fuck? You get like, it's like such an easy joke. That's why I hate fucking writing comedy because like because <laughs> it's easy yes 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 make me so fucking mad okay hold up uh the movie the thing that you're laughing at is that they're calling something that's obviously a movie what it is mm-hmm. so i was trying to think of some for you and i couldn't but mm. there's got to be some others like do you go to the dmv for a driver's license and or do you go for a driver's license and they call it the dmv yeah there you go that's or, funny. i don't know that's dumb or, but like i mean you can get or it's dumb. Christopher Reeves fell off a horse and died. You know, like, <laughs> is that what that the movie called? <laughs> Sorry, he was Superman. Coca-Cola. You know what I don't worry about is Coca-Cola. You know what I do worry about is Coca-Cola, not cocaine anymore. It's fucked up, right? I'd rather have a Coca-Cola than a fucking snort of cocaine every day of the week. It's so fucked up. Anyway, all right. I have so many better jokes on whatever I just said. But thank you very much. Thank you. Yay, everybody. Goodbye. Yay. George D. Smith. Yay. Today in the fills, we're listening to corn because I find it to be very throwback to when I was teaching junior high. And I find that sometimes joke workshop feels like teaching junior high. But your next comedian, man, actually, you look like the uh, like the, the principal that everybody would want to fuck. I could totally see you walking around the halls in a, in a high school with that suit on. And like everybody be like, you fucking, I want to fuck the principal, too. Everybody put your hands together for Allison Hooker. Nice, thank you. No, I um, I'm dressed like this because I'm actually uh, a real estate agent. I just do comedy for the money. Um, but actually, if you guys want to buy a house, please do talk to me after. <laughs> <laughs> or if any of you blow up, if any of you blow up, I'm I get the comedy circuit, okay? I woke up this morning and I went to work. I called it a daymare. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> So you guys, I was uh, I was on the phone with my sister today, and she told me that she caught my eight-year-old niece kissing a boy in the bushes. And I was, yeah, I was walking down the streets of San Francisco, and I was like, damn, that's crazy, because I just saw a grown man making six figures ride by on a scooter wearing a helmet and a backpack. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like trip off that. Like my eight-year-old niece is more mature than a lot of men in San Francisco. She like she one day. I was like kicked on her scooter. She's like, fuck this. I'm going to see what's going on in those bushes. You know what I mean? 
I don't know, ladies. I don't know if you you're single. The only women. In, I don't know if you're single, but do, are you guys single? Yeah. Do you like being single in San Francisco? Yeah, it's, a, it's an appropriate response, actually. It's kind of a weird city to be single in. It's like a weird mix of, um, I don't know, awkward with too much money and then just kind of dicks. Like, I, I, got, I got nagged the other day. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to overlook you. <laughs> I got nagged. Do you guys know what nagging is? Yeah? A guy kind of like some backhanded compliment so that you think you have to like make yourself look good to him so he comes up to me he goes you know I usually talk to women that are younger uh, but you have a nice body it looks like you work on it too much <laughs> and like immediately I was like oh my god I want him in my mouth you know? <laughs> what kind of black magic is this but then I had to just take a deep breath get off my knees like gather myself and I was like no that was kind of rude um, but, but it's like, what's his goal? You know, like best case scenario, he gets me home, right? That's, that's the idea. And then we're naked together. And then I see his little tiny, teeny, incy beansy, pathetic soul, you know, cause guys, we can see that when we, fuck you, we can, we can. Women are weird though. We we like work at finding something wrong with us. Uh, I had this friend who's like, my fingers are chubby below the knuckles, <laughs> or like I have wrinkles on the back of my neck. <laughs> like I have a terrible personality. I was like, girls, be easy on yourselves. You know, none of these things matter. <laughs> um, I was on an all-female show the other night, actually, and there was this girl on stage that was just really really getting on her boyfriend's case for coming too fast. And I was kind of like, damn, you know, I was sitting in the audience, like, getting jealous. <laughs> hey, this guy sounds like a fucking dream, come too fast. Are you kidding me? Like, get that out of the way so we can focus on pleasing me and listening to me talk, you know? <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking amazing. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, I'll leave it on this. Um, be, since all this hashtag me too stuff's been going on, my boyfriend wanted to talk to me about consent. And I was like, baby, you know, I'm, I'm consenting all the time. <laughs> like for those of you who know a little bit about me, I'm very forward. You know, I'll say things like, this post-pubescent puss is really in the mood for that wiener, you know? <laughs> like very clear, you know? Like, come on down to the quick and easy, you know what I mean? He was like, that's what I wanna talk about. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, apparently my consent to him really feels like assault. <laughs> We're in a bit of a, a conundrum, a bit of a catch-22 here. <laughs> you guys have been an amazing audience. Thank you so much for listening. Allison Hooker! Hope you can help me with my joke. Yay, yay. Well, the opening with the eight-year-old being more worldly is awesome. And then you did great crowd work with comics even. Like, good for you. Uh, rude, I feel like you can call him a nigger. I, I is that too much? I mean, I know you work with Hella Funny, so that your audience probably is there, but if you talk about negging for a while, and then you say, he was a rude negger, that's going to get, I mean, am I playing too hard to that? No. Uh, and then, um, I also think that soul, I mean, there's a lot of ways to turn that, like, you know, so tiny his bank account and be like, I am a hooker. Ah, you know, like yeah. <laughs> the, the soul, I don't think it has the payoff that you, I think there might be a better payoff there okay. with something else. And then I think at the end, once you say wiener, which is hilarious, you should call back to the eight year old in the beginning. Okay. 
because it's like it's in the bush but now actually you have bush so it's like you're <laughs> i don't know There's okay some kind of eight-year-old callback there especially when you're like my pre-bed wiener like it's very childish okay it's funny thanks comments yeah. I really liked your set. Um, I especially liked how you can complain about things and people, like, you know, complaining about social circumstances without being too cruel. I, I, I just wanted to point that out because oh, I suck at that myself. <laughs> I'm going to take some notes from like you on that. I like being mean to people. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to learn how to complain without you know, putting other people down. So right on. I, I like that you do that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thanks, other comments? Yay! <laughs> Allison Hooker! And guys, if you have extra time, which she did, you should use that time to tell people where your shows are upcoming or what have you, because why not? Um, all right. Your next comedian. Uh, it looks like a new name, uh, but I'm excited to have her here. Everybody put your hands together for Dvora Kazdan. <laughs> Hey guys, are you guys ready for some Jewish humor? <laughs> so I'm not trying to be a stereotype right now, but I'm deciding between being an accountant, a comedian, or a rabbi. Um, I'm an accounts payable clerk by day. I'm trying this shit out at night. And my dad is a Jews for Jesus rabbi in San Diego who wants me to take over the family business. This is a true story. Um, so when I told, when I first told my dad that I want to be a comedian, he was supportive. He was like, "That's great, honey, but are you sure you don't want to be a rabbi?" Like, I love my job. I get to tell jokes in front of the congregation. I s can surf whenever I want. Yes, he surfs. Everybody in San Diego surfs. That's why I got the fuck out of there. Um, and I just thought about it for a second, and I was like, huh, but can I make jokes about anal and still be a rabbi? Because then I might consider. And then he was like, well, you know, honey, as Jews, we've been getting anal from the universe since before time began. So if you want to talk about anal, you have to be a Jew. Um, no, I think if I were a rabbi, I'd institute a second circumcision, which would involve full castration, like Lorena Bobbitt style. I'd probably walk around the congregation singing the, the Hof Torah blessing, like, Baruch Atad and I, snip. Eloheinu Melech Alam, snip. Sur Kol Amim, snip. Sadik Bakol Hadarot, snip. Notice the word Sadik in the blessing. Sounds like Sadik. I take that as a sign from God to saw some dicks off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like your dick is already whipped out as I'm like reading the Torah portion. So I take that as consent for a second circumcision. Like, I don't think you could smash the patriarchy, but I do think you could slice it in one fell swoop. Um, I'm single. I'm not wor too worried about being single, though, because my grandma got more dick on J-Date than me last year. 
Um, she's a proper British Jewish woman. Like her accent is so posh that I can only repeat it. I could only do it if I repeat things that she says. Like she would call my house and be like, hi Liz, this is your mother. I'm just calling to wish you a good Shabbos. Or my friends call me the Duchess. Or you're getting fatter, fatter. Um, she was seeing a younger man, and by younger I mean 75, <laughs> and my mom called me up about it and was like, I don't agree with what's going on. Like, your grandmother took this guy home after one date, and I just was like, or wait, no, <laughs> I messed that up. Now, most people don't want to hear about their grandma's sex life, but I do, um, and to my mom, I was like, first of all, like, grandma's basically dead. Like, let her go out with a bang. Get it? Bang. And second of all, I was thinking, like, what am I doing worrying about finding a boyfriend? Like, I'll just catch my dick when I'm 86. Okay. You guys are awesome. I feel like you're missing an opportunity at the beginning. Uh, the three of us walk into a bar, okay. like me, myself, and I. Or I think there's a cheesy joke there with like an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what was the third? An accountant, something, and a stand-up comedian. Why walk? In, we walk into a bar, or whatever the three of you are. Uh, and surfing is. Um, I'm surprised because you know it makes sense for the Christians down there because it's like Jesus walking on water. They're like, I just want to walk on water. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a tag for you that. Everyone's walking on water. Jesus wasn't so fucking special, was he? Uh, and then there's a thing uh, called, well, it's, it's not, it's, I don't know. Surfing is like, anyways. Yeah. All, and don't surfers all think they're God or something that the, the earth is breathing. Uh, circumcision. <laughs> circumcision is choice is decision. It, that's, a, that's a group of people that go around. You can tagline them. It's like a thing on the internet. Circumcision is choice is decision. Anyways, I just feel like you're talking about circumcision. That was okay. lovely. I, it's just, it's a movement that exists. So I, I don't know. I'd just be interested in whatever. Uh, but the that's movement all. movement is for them to have? Like, yeah, it's like oh, okay. the idea behind that is like adults that don't, that kids, you don't, not forcing your children to be circumcised when they're babies, but like waiting till they make the conscious choice when they're six, 15, 16, 17, 18. It's, yeah, it's circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's a whole movement, but that's why, I mean, you're jo the concept is very edgy of what you're going to. And I, and I like that. And I would just keep delving because I'm, I'm interested in the concept of like, I don't know, it's a social idea of circumcision. Is it supposed to happen because it's clean or not? Or it's a Jew thing. It's, we white people do it because we're lazy. Like, I don't know what's happening with that, but I think it's a good place to delve into because it's unique. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, it's fine. I actually knew someone in college who said that um, circumcision was the number one human rights violation in the world, which wow. I, yeah, I wouldn't call it number one, but <laughs> that's, that's probably a little too far. But yeah, no, it's a real thing. So you can play with that. I also, I really like the premise of uh, like your grandma taking a guy home on the first date and you, you stopped yourself because you messed up the joke, but I, I really just wanted you to say like, mom, it could be her last date. Like, <laughs> like that's, she's got only so much time. Like that's a, that's a fun premise. I missed to play with. So, um, yeah, that was great. I just wanted to point out when you were doing that prayer, 
that uh, if you, uh, it's, it's supposed to be singing, right? Like there are notes yeah. in it. If you pronounce that a little bit more, I think it might accentuate the snip part. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I also like the, the line that you had where uh, you're saying like, um, most people don't know, want to know about their grandma's sex life. But I do, right? Yeah. Like, I just like that, like, pause in there. I, I just wanted to point that out. That's just like a fun thing. Another really fun, silly thing that I kind of wanted to know more about was uh, your dad, because just the idea and the imagery of a surfing rabbi is just like so silly and fun that I, don't, I just kind of wanted to know more about that character, right? And yeah. just like that world that he lives in. But it was great. Yeah. Everybody clap wildly! Yay, Dvorak has done. here on the joke workshop here on Mutiny radio i'm excited for your next comedian uh he he was on a virgin um a podcast called some call me tim a while back and uh, it was a great interview and i enjoyed it very much and uh he's here now he's a great storyteller he's a funny guy Can't put your hands together for justin q thank you um, I don't want to cause trouble, but I just have the perfect joke in my pocket to follow that conversation. I think that circumcising your kids makes you a bit of a dick. Uh, I wish I had more than four minutes. I would love to talk about the paintings in this room. I understand that they were done by a woman, is that right? And I want to meet her. I think that this is my type of person. I think, I think we need to hang out if you, if you want to hook her up with me. Um, all else I've got is I'm just going to whine about dating for a few minutes, uh, as many of these as I can get through. Dating isn't fun anymore. I think it's been ruined by technology. We can all agree with that. I can swipe left and right until my hand is tired, and she still needs to get out her vibrator. <laughs> Meeting women online is also no fun. It's like a raffle where the only prize is disappointment. A lot of girls I meet online tell me they're polyamorous eventually or right away. And you know, and you know, I'm, I think it's great that, uh, that you're getting so much action. But for me, being with a girl that a bunch of guys are fucking is like eating a sandwich that a bunch of guys are fucking. <laughs> Sometimes I'll meet a girl online and I'll get all excited. I haven't been on a date in a while and I show up and she looks nothing like her picture. And I'm always so disappointed by that, I barely let her spend the night. Uh, they say the thing about online dating, I don't know if you've heard this, that the odds are good, but the goods are odd. Ever heard that? Uh, it's not true. The odds are not that good. Uh, I figured out, actually, if you take what I earn per hour, right, and you multiply that by the amount of time it actually takes me to get one girl to meet me in real life from the internet, I could take all that time and money, and I could buy a shotgun and blow my fucking head off. I know complaining about online dating is like passe, it's boring, everybody does it, but you know, it's also not fair because it's only thanks to internet dating. I actually sleep with a ton of women every year, which I think if you do the math is like seven or eight. Um, a lot of guys measure their sex lives entirely by the number of women they've slept with, and that's, that is wrong to do. It's the number times height over weight. It's 2018, learn math. 
Um, I would quit online dating. I'm sick of it. But it's even harder to meet women in real life. It's just gotten so confusing. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot easier to get laid at a slut walk. <laughs> I'm not sure what I was supposed to expect. Um, but I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm very stubborn. I don't give up very easy. I'm the kind of guy who I kept the same condom in my wallet for years before I could finally admit you're only supposed to use them once. <laughs> um, Trojan, by the way, not the best name for a condom. The Trojan horse is known, right, for sneaking in and breaking open and releasing a bunch of men who ruin everything. <laughs> Uh, where are we? So I've had a lot of relationship problems. I'm, I'm pretty bitter. Once I was with this girl, and like I was more into her than she was into me. And she had a problem with that. She said it was a waste of a perfectly good strap-on. Uh, and when she left, it just made me want to extinguish hope forever. Kind of a stupid name is Hope, anyway. <laughs> I know I sound bitter, I know like I sound, you know, but I've, I know I have my part in all this too. Like, before I can really love someone else, I know I have to love myself. It helps me last longer. <laughs> I don't get what the big deal is about makeup sex. I hear people rave about makeup sex all the time, and I've tried it. It's not any more fun than normal, and it takes forever to get the lipstick off my cock. <laughs> Uh, I think that's about all I can fit in, right? All right, thanks. Yay, Thank you. Hey, Justin Q! Uh, wow. Uh, you have you have really great writing, and uh, I think it sounds great on the radio because memorization is a thing. Like, nobody would know in Radioland. It was so funny just listening to it. Yeah. Um, but... And that works for this medium, but having it, and there, it's really good writing and it's probably new stuff, but memorization will help you just in your regular stuff. Yeah. But your delivery is so funny because with, you said you shoot, you're going to shoot yourself. I was thought that was very funny. So kudos. It's hard to, it's hard to make a suicide joke. Uh, funny. I've got a lot of those. And the ton, the ton Why thing, I like this chick. your math jokes, the reason that you can't get a lady is because you tell math jokes, but no, they're really funny. Like the math jokes are really, really funny. The, ton and mm -hmm. then the weight over thing that was all very very clever very mm -hmm. clever 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 mm -hmm. so yay i just say just memorize all that shit and you're yeah, good to go that's the yeah i keep rewriting it and i can never remember the order but i'm trying to finalize it yeah i would okay this forgive me if this sounds weird but i think you should play up the jokes that you said that made you sound a little creepier because that yeah. was a really fun angle to hear that from because i think everything that wasn't uh, like talking about extinguishing hope that that's oh i was gonna say which jokes were those yeah yeah exactly extinguish hope um i have more like that yeah uh yeah you could even uh if you want to uh because okay and this is i don't mean to say anything uh like you don't seem like the guy who has who is with six or seven women every year which is okay i'm not i'm mm -hmm. actually not that guy mm -hmm. so but i'm saying if you do that ton joke uh like if you say i've slept with a ton of women in my life and it's like that's like two or three like um then maybe it's a little tighter and so life and not year yeah i think i i think that that would be funny because it it shrinks the number even more uh oh so it makes me look more like a 
like it like makes a, them fatter. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because if you sleep with a ton of women and there's, so there's four this, of them, that's right. they were all two hundred and fifty pounds. You're calling them fat, which is so like instead of every year, just I've it's only because of online dating. I've slept with a ton of women. Yeah, which is I think yeah you could say in my life or not. But yeah, there's there's definitely like a lot of fun little things you did. I would focus on those. Um, those jokes that got laughs here, because when you got laughs, they were quick. They yeah. were very quick jokes, and that's those are fucking great. So mm-hmm. yeah, do that. That was, that was fun. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, do that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to. Yeah, dude, super clever. A lot thank of you. really clever, funny stuff. Um, I was just the, uh, the only thing I was gonna point out was that like for your darker jokes that landed for me, what really made it like made me feel comfortable despite how dark they could be yeah. was just like you had like a little like smile on your face just to kind of let like the, everybody know that you you know you're just like we're having fun yeah right and yeah. so like I know you can't hear it on the radio so. but but you Sorry, it you came can, across you it, it yeah. came across listening wise like you can that hear you were it very likable you can hear and, smiles yeah, yeah kind of yeah it just made it fun yeah, yeah. thank you it was cool thanks very much. Um, my only thought was I, I really liked your stuff. It's so funny. Thank you. Um, I think that the the ones that had the like ugh moment, I would almost want to see them earlier. Cause like yeah, I someone told like, me the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like we we start to like really like you, and then you do like a bomb drop. I'm like wait. <laughs> so I feel like if yeah. you did them first, I don't know. I just I just think it would make some of the other ones. Can you point out which ones, the, like the ones uh, right? The one where you like, I would go buy a shotgun and shoot my head off. Right, like, okay. I so like anything that that's really familiar. uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would just set the tone. That's just my opinion. Because I have difficulty telling which ones are more and less uncomfortable to people. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to run that by. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very um, helpful, though. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. There's just one suggestion. Uh-huh. Live in your jokes more. Be like louder and like more present. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I don't do that. Stand anymore. by the things you're saying firmly. Yeah, and that's it. And I'm then there'll them, be yeah. jokes, and I'm, then you'll be fine. I'm reading them a different way every time and seeing what works. And yeah, stop. Yeah. You're right. More, more. Yeah. Yeah. Just memorize them. And then when yeah. it comes out the way it comes out, because it's memorized, it'll, you'll see what, it's, then you can play with it that yeah, way. Yeah. I think it's easier for it to naturally come out and then decide which way you want it rather than trying to plan which way you want. Like right. just learn the words first and you'll be fine. Yeah. I don't care any way you learn the words when you learn them, land on them and stay on them. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yep. Okay. I like That's it. all I'm saying. I think that would be good for you because like at least you know, you'd have the audience with you, good or bad or indifferent. Cool. You know, that's 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 my only suggestion. Everybody cool. clap you. for our favorite creep, Justin Q. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not creepy. You're a very lovely person. What a lovely guy. You're an ex-comedian, another lovely lady. She's been producing shows. You guys should go see him. Put your hands together for Cass Inglesby. So, um, are you guys sports ball fans? Any sports ball fans in the room? <laughs> so, have you guys been watching uh, the March Madness, like all the basketball tournaments that are going on? Yeah, I have a really hard time watching basketball, um, mostly because of the commentary. It's like. Um, uh, the game's tied at 69, or um, he got the rejection, or um, he keeps feeding the horse. I really don't know what that one means, but um, it sounds really dirty. 
so yeah um, I had, it was similar um, when I in high school when I was trying to read Lords of the Flies have you read you guys read Lords of the Flies yeah um, so I had a really hard time I couldn't I didn't read it I was listening to it on an audiobook because that's what I do um, and uh, I had a really hard time listening to it because it was like piggy blew, uh, piggy bent down and blew the conch I'm like I okay I can't listen to this smut this is this is too much for me uh, yeah so I I have a dirty mind I guess um, I started looking at porn when I was nine years old um, I, it was a playboys in my grandfather's bathroom um, now as an adult looking back it was I, 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 they, were, I, they were really dirty thinking about it thinking about those magazines are probably really dirty not not because of the imagery but because they were my grandfather's porn collection yeah um, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, and so I, I'm a little weird. I get made fun of a lot. I have a lot of uh, nicknames and stuff like that. Um, in high school, someone someone would call me freak, and then they would like run down the hall um, as if I was like gonna cast a spell at them or something. And then I would yell back, "But I went to your brother's funeral!" Um, yeah, I'm not very good at comebacks. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so. Um, what else is going on? <laughs> what else is going on? Yes. Um, yeah, so there was rumors. There's been rumors about me uh, because I'm weird. Um, like uh, like that I slept with the math teacher and gave myself an abortion and um, kept a fetus in a jar. Um, I don't really know where this came from. It's not really, a, it's not true. Um, it was with the science teacher. Why else would you keep the fetus in a jar? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think what else is, what else is going on in my life? I don't know. I got a pap smear the other day. If you're not familiar with the pap smear, that's uh, when a stranger fingers you for business, not pleasure, uh, and the state pays for it because I got Medi-Cal. Um, so that's they found out that uh, my uh, cervix is right-leaning. Um, so there's no there's no health problems with that. It's just there will be more debates when I have to get an abortion. Um, I, but I, I am left-leaning. I only have tattoos on the left side of my body um but uh yeah uh, i think yeah i think that's good uh i think that's what i'm working on today so thank you Cass Inglesby. Oh, yay! um when you were doing the cast a spell thing i was like why because you were carrying a harry potter wand or um, was it like magic like witchcraft magic like from the craft where you were like lighting candles or was it you know harry potter witchcraft like with you were playing quidditch in the halls something fucking weird and uh left leaning i feel like you have a tag there where you can get political and you can be like you know i i only cried about bernie sanders once or mm. something something like left leaning because obviously like i'm left leaning all my tattoos are on one side and you know i you know something super leftist and and everyone should have homes although that's not funny and that's true but some think of something super like left-leaning that people would say that are like you know on the verge of socialism i'm sure you can come up with lots of things <laughs> okay uh before i compliment you i want to make sure you're doing this on purpose that your sorry your delivery is great i think it's very funny the way that it's sort of like unconfident you look at the floor and you're you know it's very got a nerdy vibe you're doing that on purpose mm -hmm. Um, it started out as not on purpose, and then I started utilizing it as, as part of okay. what I do. Yeah. Cool. I think that's I think that's great. I think that can go very far. Um, one thing for me was I, for a couple of your jokes, I wasn't really sure whether you had made the punchline or not, and I okay. think you could clarify that. So when you said your cervix is right leaning, 
I thought where you were going with that was that it has Republican political opinions. <laughs> yeah. And that was the joke, right? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. totally sure of that oh, when okay. you finished. So you can I say your uterus voted for yeah. <laughs> Trump or something, yeah, yeah, or something like my my uterus put in for Ted Cruz. Something that leads to the rest <laughs> of the way there. But I, I think that was all okay. pretty good. My uterus has Santorum in it. Sorry, we looked up Santorum today, and boy, was that fun. He did he did something else again, terrible. He was like something in the real news, and Jonathan was like Rick Santorum. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing with has to do with anal sex, and he's like, what? Anyways, sorry, totally not. Is anybody had any other comments, or will you tell us where your upcoming shows are? Because I know you produce things. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I co-host a radio show on another station. Sorry. No, no, um, FCC free. You yeah, get, so, we have no problem with FCC free. Okay, cool. Tell them about it. What day yeah, um, time so for it to download? It's great. Yeah, so on Sundays from uh, noon to two, it's called What's Really Happening with uh, Luke Sauer, and I'm the co-host, um, so you can, can check that out in FCC free radio. Absolutely. Yeah. org. Which way is it? Uh, if you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up. So. Fantastic. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, don't you produce a show at Slate? Yes, on Fridays? Uh, every fourth Saturday at Slate Bar, um, it, uh, I produce a show. Um, it's from 7 to 9 uh, every fourth Saturday. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Everybody, Cass Inglesby. <laughs> All right, moving right along, your next comedian. She's actually on an upcoming uh, showcase at Milk Bar, and I'm sure she'll tell you all about it after her jokes. Put your hands together for Angel Weaver! What's going on, everybody? Party time. Um, I recently got really sick. And I think it was from a mic, an open mic. And I was like, I kind of wish open mics were more like strip clubs where you have to wipe it down afterwards. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, but I lost my voice. But I went to, don't worry, I'm not contagious, Kaiser said. Sometimes I wonder if doctors just say that to get new business, you know? <laughs> like, don't worry, you're not contagious. <laughs> Go to work. <laughs> Breathe on people. I love it. Um, but I do have this... <laughs> Uh, I'm sad that joke went so well because I can't use it when I'm not sick. Okay, um, so I have this raspy voice that I think is cool now. I kind of wish my voice sounded like this all the time because then I could be like a phone operator, like, hey, big daddy. You know, like, what can I get you? What do you want? Oh, yeah. Number five with fries, pull up to the next window for your total. <laughs> I think that could be kind of cool. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about the Me Too movement, which I think is really sad. Like people are just assholes. Um, and but and I, it made me start thinking. I was like, has this happened to me? Like, has this happened to me? Like, has someone given me a pill before sex and tried to take advantage of me? And I was like, I definitely haven't been given a pill before, but I've definitely been asked to take one after. You know. <laughs> Plan B. Plan B is interesting. I'm like, Plan B is an interesting name for a pill that uh, doesn't allow for you to get pregnant because, like, there's so many other options, you know? Like, it's definitely not the second option. Like, there's condoms, there's birth control, there's the POM, the pull-out method. Like, there's a ton of things that you can do, but I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, all of those things have a little bit of a risk, right? Like, condoms are not 100%. Neither is birth control, neither is a pull-out method. So maybe plan B makes sense because 
plan A, the only thing that's going to really prevent pregnancy, uh, anal. <laughs> plan A for anal. <laughs> I, so when I was writing that joke, I Googled it because I wanted to make sure it was true. I was like, can you get pregnant from anal, though? Um, and it turns out you can if a little bit of sperm just travels from your asshole right into your vagina. So you're welcome, in case you guys were wondering that. I was like, if you get pregnant from anal, your kid is definitely going to be an ass, right? <laughs> He's going to be an asshole. Uh, speaking of kids, I don't see a lot in San Francisco, but I did see... A mom and a daughter getting on BART the other day, and the daughter went to go sit in the reserve seating, and the mom was like, no, you can't sit there. Like, those are for special people. And the daughter, like, in all her cuteness was like, but aren't I special? <laughs> and the mom was like, honey, no. <laughs> and, like, went, and, went, and I was like, that is such good parenting. Like, I feel like when I'm a parent, that's definitely something that I'm going to do. Um, all right, I'm going to end on an Uber pool joke because I feel like I tell Uber pool jokes all the time. So I take a lot of Uber pools. Um, and one thing that I love about Uber pools is that they let you know how long it's going to be before they come. And I really wish men would start doing the same, you know. <laughs> like an hour too long, cancel. I don't need that. All right, guys, thanks so much. Yay! Angel Weaver! I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, how nice that you have uh, insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in your voice, but I'm glad you're feeling better. The, uh, really funny stuff. Um, the only thing I would be careful of is, um, it, this is so weird, but I mean, like, uh, maybe like six years ago, even I did a joke about the butthole cum going into your vagina and becoming a baby. So, uh, uh -huh. there's, um, I, I, I know I'm sorry. I just, it's, I know it's so obscure no, and I'm no, sure no, it would be helpful. like, but it's one of those things where like I did this one joke in the beginning and I, it was about how much pubic hair I have. And I was like, I have a chastity pelt. And I thought I was so fucking original. I was like, I'm the smartest person alive. And then like, I met like six other people that had the same punchline and I was like, Oh, but just yeah. something to be. I don't know. Aware of. Aware of. Yeah. I mean, but it's mighty specific, but you're, it was very funny. You're, you're even, even low energy. You're still really entertaining to watch. And <laughs> no, I mean, I know. And, and, and the stuff about sickness, like it's all really topical and you're talking and you have great personality. And so it's just enjoyable to, you know, listen to. Thank you. Yeah. I really liked your first joke about how people, <laughs> fucking get sick and fucking talk right into a microphone and spit all over the goddamn microphone and please don't fucking do that oh my god but no it's great um now the other the other thing is um you did it and you're fucking you're a great writer like you've 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 got this shit down you do you pace uh, when you're on stage, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it gives this it gives this like sense that you're not as confident as mm -hmm. you are or should be. Okay. Um, so just try like doing a set where you just got your feet just in place, and even if you don't like tell a fucking joke the whole time, just like as long as your feet stay still, that's a good set, and just kind of see how it feels and see if see if it like helps shit land better. But, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Max. Helpful. 
Yeah, I just want to echo what Max said about the first joke. It's super clever, and I'm glad somebody finally said it. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> tell, tell us about your upcoming showcase at Milk Bar. Yeah, I'm on a showcase the 13th of April at the Milk Bar. Uh, the show's produced by Graham Galloway and a couple other folks. Um, I'm also going to be at Cobb's on the 22nd. If anybody wants to get on my guest list, just slide my DMs. I'd be happy to add you. Uh, yeah, 13th and the 22nd of April. Come see me. Everybody, Angel Weaver! Yay! Something happened with my music and it's off. Okay, that was weird. I was like, what is happening with the world and the music? Yay! Alright, you're next to me and he's been giving great comments all night long. Put your hands together for Casey Fields. Hey. So uh, I know this is joke workshop, but I, I feel like um I, I gotta call an audible and uh just um uh just be re <laughs> just be really honest with you guys about um, uh, where I'm at. I just wanted, because I just really need help with um, performance and truth and um, listening to your inner voice in comedy. And this seems like a supportive room. And I figured you guys are good to talk to about this, because I have no one else to talk to about this. Um, so I'm an insecure person. Uh, I didn't know that I was up until like maybe recently. Um, but I am. And um, uh, okay, sorry. I'm gonna actually put money in here just because you guys. I feel bad that you guys had to listen to this, and I know you guys didn't expect therapy. I don't have money for a therapist, but I came to put five dollars in the fucking thing. Uh, anyway, I'm an insecure person. I I, I grew up in um, in a uh, strict. Christian uh, background, like that's where my 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 mom is like a Japanese Christian, so it's like extra like persecuted Christian, and so it's really um, in my bones, and uh, yeah, and um, it's uh, it's part of who I am to be kind of uh, afraid of things, and um, last year when I started doing open mics. Uh, I started by doing like a lot of one-liners, and um, those are like lots of fun. I still love one-liner comedy, you know, like it's really, really fun. And um, I, I eventually, like maybe about like four months in, started to get actual laughs, like people actually responded to things, uh, which was nice. But I still kind of felt this like I, I wasn't. It, it didn't like satisfy that part of me, and I think it's because when I was growing up. Um, Comedy was not just an escape; it was a way for me to understand the world. Uh, I like grew up with like, um, you know, no cable, right? I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies, right? I I got taken out of school when I was 15 because like my parents found out that they teach <laughs> evolution <laughs> in school. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cosmos blew my mind last year. It really, like, anyway. Uh, and uh, it, it, and uh, one of the things that I really struggle with, just because of this, this who I am, is uh, I, I wanted to be like a lot of these other open micers, like Valley Vernali, right? Um, 
Greg Gettle, uh, yeah. you know, Matthew Quirk, these people that come up on stage and it feels really real because they're, they're really speaking their truth, right? Even if you might disagree with them, it's still their truth and their voice. And it felt so, it, that's what really made me laugh, that like gut level laugh, yeah. right? And I was like, I, I just wanna, I wanna fucking do that. I wanna do that so bad. And I got around to writing that material, like finally, recently, I felt like, and um, this last week I've been hitting mics hard with, you guys, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, you know, and everybody here I've seen, right? And um, it, I, uh, I've, I've been I've been chasing it really hard, and I've, I've noticed that one of the hardest things for me is to make eye contact <laughs> with people in the room. And even though I can, I, I know my set by heart when I'm rehearsing at home and just pacing back and forth in my in my bedroom, I, I when I go on stage, I, I make eye contact with the audience and the words just fall apart. I fuck up the order, right? I get the I get the um, beats wrong, right? The, my my um my timing gets all fucked up. And um I, I just wanted to I, I know I'm not alone. I know everybody has nerves. This takes a lot of courage to come up on stage. That's part of what it is, right? It's like it's an act of bravery. You it, that's what there has to be stakes, right? You're kind of expressing yourself. So I just wanna know if you guys have any tips. <laughs> I know you might just be like, I don't know, man, you might have to see a doctor and get medicated. I don't know what to tell you, but um, and that's okay too, if you don't if there are no answers. But uh, I was just wondering if you guys had anything with, you know, for warming up, just getting comfortable with audiences maybe it's just time like I, I, you know um, but uh, that's all I uh, wanted to share so thanks hey stay up there Casey Fields okay first I have a tag for you your ja mom was a Japanese Christian it was no loaves five fish <laughs> right because it was it's supposed to be five loaves and two fish and then with that he did the miracles and fed hundreds of people but Japanese Christians are no loaves five fish I think that's fucking hilarious but uh, we can start that conversation you wanted to start with people which is um, you know how do you get comfortable what do you how do you do do you have like a warm-up do you you know do you look at do you do add crowd work do you practice crowd work like what do you do yeah you said you started like i mean uh, no i um i i used to be able to look people in the eye when i wasn't invested in the joke right when it wasn't me in it uh, but when i started expressing myself and being actually honest sure right and not just making up fun little absurd things right uh that's when things started to fall apart and i know it's something just in here i, kn I know it is um and i was just wondering yeah if you guys have any tips <laughs> first of all stop telling yourself you're insecure Okay, that's good. That's a little bit of neurolinguistic programming. That's if you if you remember that everybody feels like you could be judged for saying something that's yeah. true about yourself, and we all just walk around doing it anyway. You just go, well, I'm not. There's, I'm not worse than them. I'm not different than them. I can be confident in what I say too. Yeah. Step, uh, tip number two: go slow. Take a five minute, take a three minute bit, and do it in five minutes, so that you have time to think while you're on stage. So that you can, so that you don't fuck up every time. So yeah. that you can take a minute and just go, I'm going to do this right. Because then you'll get it in your muscles and you'll do it right faster next time. It's like playing an instrument. Your body's an instrument. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That's what I would say. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to basically say what he said. Just basically I think that one's off. Slow down. I think that one got turned off somehow. The <clears throat> switch on it. Yeah, there's a switch on it, isn't there? Okay, here we go. Is it on now? Yeah, now it is. All right. Well, I was just going to say just calm down. 
relax, and don't just think about. Remember that these are the same people that you were telling those old, dumb, like quick jokes at. Yeah. Right? And not just that, they're just a bunch of fuckers. And like, you just look at them, and look, I swear to God, in my head, I think about my high school class, and I think about how a bunch of shitheads they are, and then like I go like, oh, well, it, if I'm not at least talking to them, you know, what am I talking at? Yeah. I need to like talk to somebody that I like needs to hear what I'm saying. And that's like kind of part of it, like at least for me. Like if I was just talking to like, I don't know, just nothing. I don't know. It's like bullshit. But like I need to be able to think about the thing, the, like the target in my mind and be confident in the things that you are saying. And if you believe in the things that you're saying, you'd be able to look anybody in the eye, right? Because that's what you believe in. If you believe in the thing that you say, you'll be able to look anybody in the eye and say it, right? Actually, I, no, that's my problem. <laughs> no, well, I guess maybe you don't believe what, you, or what you're saying, right? Well, like, oh, like the jokes that you are saying, mm -hmm. you don't believe in the jokes? No, I believe in them. Well, it's just scary. To, it's scary to tell people the truth. It. It's scary to tell people the truth. Is what I'm telling. Do you? Fuck wait, them. K Casey, Casey, do you have anything else in your life? Do you have a real job or any other kind of like thing that you do with your life besides sure. comedy right now? Yeah. You have what is that? Well, I just I write training documents. Like I just. What does that mean? It's like basically That's like awesome. I have to go. <laughs> I, I basically do a lot of grunt work for like it's like contract writing, uh -huh. you know, or just like that kind of stuff. Like you, you know, like you write manuals and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, is there any of your own voice in anything you. that you're writing, or is it all not for work? So, but that's interesting because you're constantly cr using a, your creative tool for something that has zero creativity in it. Yep. True. And that's so when you're practicing your craft, the way that you are constantly you're a writer, but the things that you're forced to write are these things that have no personality. So then, of course, you're like, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write these absurd things that have nothing to do with me because what you're writing, anyways, has nothing to do with you. So. I would uh, challenge you to just, and don't even think about it as comedy, just have like a diary or just a straight book that you force yourself to write in about anything about yourself yeah. for like 20 minutes a day. Okay. The, the and thing right be, but, hey, pure, be purely personal because the writing that you practice every day is banal and has no connection to yourself. Right. And the writing that you're crafting comedically also has nothing to do with yourself, but it's clever because you're using the craft of writing as like a puzzle to put things together and be comedic. Right. But so work on that part of you. That's just you being personal with yourself. And then you'll see that that other craft you're using will have something to draw from. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. So I have a, another comment. I think with open mics, there's a lot of pressure to be um, at the same level as other people at the open mics because people have been doing doing them comedy for 10 years or three years, whatever, however long they've been doing it. So there's a pressure to be at the same level that they're at. Where I think that you need to look at what level you are you're at, and if you if you need to practice at looking people in the eye, just take the time of an open mic, just stare at the audience. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Don't say a word. Just look at every people will laugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eventually nice. it'll get uncomfortable enough, right? <laughs> I had a, something that from what you just said, you um are are you worried that people will disagree when you tell them what you what you're feeling? 
I don't know. I, I think I, I can't really articulate it that much. It's just like this. I, you know, I think a lot of it is like I have that negative thought, like you're you're fucking pathetic or you're fucking stupid for expressing this. Like nobody's interested so, in this. So right? you, you think people are going to either be bored or not. bored, uninterested, um, unrelatable. I, I, lots of things. Just so basically any negative. Can you just let them be? Nope. Let them. Just do? let them do that. Oh yeah. And just and just say okay, these people are bored with it, but the next group might not be. Mm. Just face the reject. Just be like, they're just going to reject it. Yeah. Just, not not everyone is going to like it. Okay. Yeah, that's actually really simple and good. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I just wanted to add, um, I'm by no means a comedy expert, but from a practical standpoint, like maybe just setting small goals, right? Like maybe it's like, I just want to look at one person in the eye for one joke. Like that's my goal for tonight. And maybe the next night it's like, okay, I'm going to look at two people and it's three, but like just setting small goals. Cause if you just base it off of like, I never look at anybody that's so far away, yeah. but if you put like a number to it, I know that helps me when I have a goal of my own cool thank you i have one comment if so thanks for sharing all that i really appreciated like that vulnerability and also i think like i don't know i thought it was like funny when you were talking about your mom like i feel like there could like there is that was like really funny and how she's like japanese and christian and also how she like like you stopped going to school because of evolution like i feel like there you could like harp on that like contradiction like you know japanese like the stereotype is you know they really want you to stay in school but yeah so that was definitely a conflict like maybe just like delve into that conflict more like cool christianity kind of took over no yeah there's an irony there that's good (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) thanks clap your hands wildly everybody casey field It's joke work. It's joke workshop. Yay! Every Monday, six to eight. Uh, hey, I'm excited. We're moving into a max rock block. That's a rock block. Max. This comedic Max is here. Turns up to the max. Job rock Max here. Mutiny Radio. Job workshop Max. I'm sorry. I'm being silly. Uh, hey, thanks everybody for donating your two bucks. It really does help keep the station alive and float, and we really do appreciate it. Especially when you get weird free therapy. It's crazy. Uh, and it's all uh, recorded and there's a podcast it's available on our website you guys can always download it I have you all tagged don't worry it'll be on your page tomorrow your next comedian what a funny guy you're really gonna love him he's so incredibly likable yay put your hands together for Max Eddie okay um you guys Things just aren't going well with me and my girlfriend right now. Um, no, I'm fucking with you. I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, no, that's fine. Fuck, dude. I, honestly, those are conversations that people never have explicitly, but it did feel like we were in rent together right there. Like, we were just doing, like, a little support group. Like, we we were, are all afflicted with the AIDS, and we are coming together. You know, that's good. I was in rent, so I can say that, right? That's, is that, is that okay? Um, also, why, let's do this to the side a little bit. Um, okay, yeah, can you guys... Okay, I'm going to do... Uh, a joke I've been doing for a while, but I'm trying to tag it up. So just pretend you've never heard it before, okay? Um, uh, so you guys, I, I don't know if you, any of you know this, but I am bisexual. Um, and I'm I'm not gay yet. I don't know if you've heard that. That's a joke I've got. But uh, I, uh, 
Uh, I told my sister I was bi, uh, and she said she doesn't believe in someone being bi. She believes you're either like, gay or you're straight, or, okay, uh, she, stop, shut the fuck up, George. <laughs> Oh yeah. How about okay? Here, here's a little contract, George. No, shut up, shut up. You can you can say one thing for every laugh you got during your set. Does that sound good? Okay. Uh, I'll keep talking. Nope, that's not. <laughs> Go back. It's recorded, so uh, check that out later. Um, no, people are trying to do fucking jokes, man. Stop. Uh, so let's get back into my uh, my sex jokes, everybody. Um, fucking a. Um, so uh, yeah, she believes you're either like gay or you're straight, or as she puts it, you're gay. <laughs> but she believes in dumb stuff all the time, like um, God. No, that's <laughs> oh, that's mean. She doesn't believe in God, but uh, she believes in like personality tests, like Myers Briggs. Has anyone here taken Myers Briggs? Like, uh, do you guys like believe in it? Okay, Devorah, uh, this is gonna be fun. Uh, what's your like? What is your 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 type? Like, what's your Myers Briggs type? I'm INTJ. INTJ. Is that like introvert, intuitive, thinking, and judging? Okay. Is that stop it? Um, is that is that the one that likes kombucha or like? Like I, I don't remember that one. I got I'll figure out a tag for that. There's, that's fine. But uh, that's fine. I actually, um, uh, my sister, like she actually factors that into who she's gonna date. Uh, like she, so she's an E N, uh, E F T J, uh, I think. And uh, her, um, her ex Jeff was. Uh, fuck. What's the one where you cheat? <laughs> um, he was that. He was that one. IMDb. I don't. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. But <laughs> no, she actually. I had to like console her when uh, like her ex-boyfriend cheated on her. She was just like, I thought like our our types were supposed to be like 99% compatible. Like how could this happen? And I was just like, maybe he was like a Virgo. I do you believe in that too? Like, is, does that help? I don't. I'm not good at that stuff, man. People think I have a face like I can help you with relationship problems, and I can't. Um, and I'll write jokes for that later. Um, th okay, there we go. Um, well, okay, I spent um, half my fucking set uh, telling George to shut up, so, um, yeah, that was great. Shut, no, shut, I'll spend the, the last minute of my set telling you to shut the fuck up. People are trying to tell jokes up here, man. God damn it. It's like, we only get fucking 15 minutes a night to do this shit. Like, no one has to hear you talk. You know, if Casey spent the whole time asking a question about, like, how do I just get up here? I'll spend a minute saying, just shut the fuck up, okay? Like, I don't, god damn it, someone's gotta be the one to do it. I, I know I look like the nicest person, like, I look like I'm not gonna be the guy to say that, because I look like an undercover Mormon or something, but <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll tell you to shut up. Like, god damn it, like, just, if you were funny, like, then, yeah. I don't care, no, if he, if he, didn't fucking every single time no fucking Casey's up here fucking bearing his soul and he's just mm, just every time after everything he said it's like let him say his fucking words man let people tell their jokes okay don't I don't need fucking I don't need like critiques but I'm done uh, yeah thanks Elder Eddie everybody give it up for Elder Eddie I actually have I have some good I have some good help you wanted to tag for one of them yeah. uh, and it's uh, you said 
I'd use it as a callback a couple times. You're gay because it's really funny with the sister yeah. thing, and you're gay. And then when you said, "What are you?" It's ITMJ. Uh, you're gay. Like that would be <laughs> funny to <laughs> to do, and as a callback. And then um, if you ever say TJ at the end, like EFTJ, I love Mexico. That place is amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, and you know, uh, maybe if you hadn't gotten TMJ, or if your sister hadn't gotten TMJ from sucking dick, it would have been okay. Or TMJ is the thing with your jaw. Oh, okay. And so there's a thing about like getting jaw clicks. Or I, I would just okay. play with all those silly letters and like things that you could. I feel like there's a ton of tags to put in there with letters that make sounds that can correspond to things that aren't part of it. But why not? Yeah, exactly. I was starting of, to do that with the IMDb. Right, right, right. Just, exactly. And that's yeah. what I got it from is you already said IMDb. So yeah. like the yeah, EFTJ, I love Mexico. The donkey show's amazing or whatever. Yeah, that's that's awesome. All right. Good looking out. So you're. You asked, like, what's the type that cheats? I just instantly thought, like, S-L-U-T. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of... I've been, I was trying to figure out, like, there's a lot of four-letter words that you can do um, to... So, yeah, that's that's a good one. I'll click right down. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. play with letters. Look yeah. First, look at all the letters that you can become with that silly test, yeah. and then figure out all the other dumb letters that just sort of roll off the tongue. And then you'll have just tons of, like, matrices to correspond yeah. with, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I love the Myers-Briggs premise. It's just, like, fun because I'm, everybody's taking it. I mean, everyone's take, taking that test at least once, and so yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everyone like people, people were always like pushing me to take it too. Did you know that to take the official Myers Briggs, it costs fifty fucking dollars? Really? Oh. Yeah, Even it costs fifty dollars online, and it gets certified to give the test twenty one hundred dollars for a, a weekend seminar. It's fucking insane, right? Like you can you can take like a which Pokemon are you test on Facebook for free, but right? <laughs> it's like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's also um, so some of these personality tests you see on like Facebook and stuff are a big part of the uh, you know the Cambridge Analytical stuff that's happening. Oh like, no way! Yeah, yeah. Oh so my basically, God, when you take okay, yeah. I'll just tests. I'll take this time to like give you the news now. Wow. Uh, now that I'm not going to get interrupted. Wow. So uh, no, what it is is they'll uh, they'll uh, they were taking like people were taking those tests and then um, back before Facebook started regulating it better, um, you could take one of those tests like fucking what Pokemon are you? And th these companies could not only harvest your data, uh, which you agreed to by signing or accepting their terms and conditions, uh, but they can harvest your friends' data, like anyone in your network. So all they had wow. to do to like get you know access to so much of your Facebook data, they had like 5,000 data points on every American in the electorate. All they had to do was get a couple hundred thousand people to take those kinds of tests. So, um, oh, that's yeah. Awful. So when it's like, which, yeah. which lipstick color should you wear? Something stupid. Shit like, or, yeah. Stupid shit what like that. What kind exactly. of cat are you? Yeah. And I'm just like, how do I, like, I, I want to make that funny and also get to that point, but there's a lot of shit. Like, yeah. That's uh, a great premise though. Yeah. Should, yeah. yeah. Also, I just want to say, I don't know if you, this, it sounded ad-libbed, but like the undercover Mormon is just fucking funny. Yeah. I <laughs> thought about it like a year ago and it's fun, but, um, yeah, good looking out. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, I don't know the joke, but I thought it was funny that you were like, maybe he's a Virgo because you were making fun of like all this stupid shit and to believe in like yeah. that. Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I was like, that's interesting though. That's it, the one thing. Yeah. I was trying to figure out cause, um, I've always thought of Myers-Briggs as like, it feels like, uh, pretentious astrology. <laughs> like it's like, Oh, I've like astrology, like got a bachelor's in media studies or something like that's what it always felt like to me. Yeah. So, um, I should, why don't I just say those things? I think that's fucking see Casey, this is what you got to do. You just realize you think and you're like, Oh fuck. I have jokes. 
that's cool but um but yeah no i'll i'll play around with that and, and figure it out but yeah thank you guys so much sorry about that, that hey was, no it's yeah. good to be honest max eddie you guys, this is, I mean, we we create whatever the community is here and however it works, and, you know, we're the ones that tolerate what's here and what's not, so it's good to speak your mind and make this, and as Casey did, you guys can spend your time doing whatever you want. If you ever want to practice an eight-minute set because you know it's upcoming, fuck the comments. I'll just give you eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like, this place is for you to work out your shit in other places in front of people that are going to be here and are going to listen, and the right people stay and the right people are paying attention to give comments, so... Like, use this space and do that and say things that are bothering you because, I mean, you can't do it everywhere and brainwash doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, and thanks to you guys for donating $2. We really appreciate it. Your next comedian, he had a great set last Friday at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It was great for him to fill in at the last minute. And I will finish this Max Rock block to the max by pronouncing his name right. Everybody, put your hands together for Max. Moa, can he... God damn it, I can't... <laughs> Moa, Shani, Moa, Moa, Oh man, I was. I don't have any one, so I was gonna do a five. Mo-a-chanine, but mo-a-chanine. I don't know. Do you wanna? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I'll give you one more chance, Pam. Do you have... I'm... Max Mawatchanine. All right. <laughs> but I'm just for to be clear, I'm good for the next two and a half mics right now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I, uh, I like math. <laughs> no. Uh, it's cool. Uh, I am excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to read. I'm a pretty big fan. Uh, all right, thanks. <laughs> I read so much that I've actually read The Art of the Deal. Like, The Art of the Deal's Donald Trump's autobiography written by Tony Schwartz. <laughs> like, you know when you're like, you've, you've eaten trail mix, but you already picked out all the M&Ms, so all that's left is nuts, and you're like, I guess I'll just eat this, you know? That's, that's where I'm at with books. Uh, the other thing too is like I, I got it from Berkeley Public Library and I requested it be put on hold for me, uh, and like they've they've probably never had that happen before. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I think you can sign up. If <laughs> and uh, <laughs> where was I? No. Uh, but yeah, th- so like I don't know if, like Berkeley's not exactly Trump country, you know. It's like, um, and also like Berkeley Berkeley Public Library. It's it's like one flew over this cuckoo's nest became real. Like, and you can also check that book out at Berkeley Public Library. And if you do, and if you read it before you leave, you feel like you're in the book. It's uh, it's like Jumanji. Um, so then I went to go get it, and like I had to pick it up. And the lady, like the lady, gave me the book, and she just looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, all right, it's a little bit weird. But like, why am I the crazy one? Like the guy behind me is yelling at a bookshelf. He thinks Dewey Decimal's a person that defeated Truman in 1948. <laughs> I saw this lady in the nonfiction section. She was telling all the books to keep it real. She was like, don't be phony like those fiction books. <laughs> she was like, Holden Caulfield's a hypocrite. He keeps calling people phonies, and he's not even real. He's, he's make-believe. Um, I also read that book, The Secret. You get, like, so basically, they say, like, oh, if you just visualize something happening enough, it'll happen in real life. But if that were true, a lot of people would have been in porn. <laughs> All right, I, gotta, I feel like part of me wants to like call someone out and be like, you would have had sex with a lot of porn stars, but I don't want to call anybody out. I feel bad. <laughs> um, 
I like uh, I like math too. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm enough of a math enthusiast that I insist on referring to the Matrix movie trilogy as the matrices. <laughs> like I uh, like I'll tell people like oh, I haven't seen the second Matrix. I've only seen the first and third matrices. That's, I I missed one. Um, I like to travel too. Like I went to I went to Iceland a year ago and I flew Wow Airlines. And when I got there, I found out they lost my bag. So I was like. Wow, like, good job, guys. Like, that was the day I found out it's like you pronounce it sarcastically. That's really the only airline you can pronounce sarcastically, right? Like, you couldn't really be like Southwest. <laughs> They'd be like, why are you saying it that way? Like, are you implying that we're a different direction? How dare you? It's like, well, I am about to fly from LA to DC. That's northeast. But hey, it's a round trip flight, so catch me, catch me on the way back. I might pronounce it not sarcastically. Um, also, like, I, I went to Lake Tahoe last summer, and uh, I had to buy sunscreen while I was there. So I went to a gift shop, and I found some. I picked it up. I looked at the label, and it said it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, what does sunshine smell like? I've never, like, I've never gone outside and been like, yeah, that's, that's the good stuff, you know? Or like, hey, it's daylight savings. It's going to smell good for longer now. <laughs> or like, it's, hey, it's an eclipse. Don't sniff directly at the sun. It'll burn your nostrils. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'll finish there. Thanks, everybody. Yay, Max Mawachanine. Yay, yay. I love your book jokes, Holden Caulfield. Anything with that, of course, is wonderful because it is so very nostalgic and lovely. And um, The Secret, that was a really cute turn that you said with the porn stars, but then I'd throw in something after that, one of their weird, mundane, dumb things like, and always hold your gratitude, Rock, or uh, like okay. one of the things that they are like, uh -huh. and make sure to thank the goddess for positivity and sunshine or whatever. <laughs> like after the porn things, you, you turn it, the, you turn the subject, the, you, you make it, you know, different. So we expect something different. And then I turn it back. So we know you really did read the secret. Uh, okay, like gotcha. just throw us one of the bullshit. Cause it's, there's so many bullshit things you can pull out of there. Okay. Gotcha. I have a gratitude rock in my pocket actually right now. Okay. <laughs> I can appreciate right that. Right there. <laughs> I would love to see an act out of you calling to put that book on hold. I just oh, think that's a good idea. so funny about <laughs> Uh, you doing that, but yeah, I loved it. Okay, cool, thank you. Oh, right, an act out of that whole thing of yeah. like calling the Berkeley librarian, because what does the Berkeley librarian sound like? Like, she's got to be a piece of work, <laughs> right? Like, this could, could be a lot of fun. <laughs> It'd be like, hello, wait, I have to subdue this homeless man before I answer your phone call. You want the what? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. That Art of the who? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. There's some stuff there. And what kind of, we've never heard you do act outs because they're usually pretty dry. So to see you have like some, which I think is very funny. And I think that's great about you that you're just like this very, you're funny, but you're dry. But uh -huh. it, to put a little, like to inject some so, strange personality out of nowhere and see what that's like would be, that would be another reversal. Cause we expect you to just be like uh -huh. chill. Okay. Gotcha. So it'll give me more range or something. Yeah. Why not? All right. Cool. Stretch yourself. Other comments? <laughs> yeah, no, you can say good things too. You can be like, oh, that was really great, and that's so funny. Do you um, do you have any upcoming shows anywhere? No, unless somebody no. wants to give me one. <laughs> are you gonna you're gonna go to Edinburgh after this? Uh, or are you gonna go to Mission Hill Saloon? Uh, it got canceled. Oh, so we're all gonna go to Mission Hill Saloon. We're all gonna fight each other. Just kidding. Just kidding. 
Oh, just kidding. Oh, okay. We don't want more people to go. Actually, Angel Weaver's super smart. Keep the keep the open mics secret. Keep them safe. <laughs> don't tell anybody about them unless you're at Mutiny Radio. Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together for Max. Uh, okay, we have two comedians left, but I'm going to do... I've been wanting to work on a thing, so I'm going to work on it. Uh, yay. Okay, yay me, yay. I would, I would give myself money, but I actually don't have any, so <laughs> that would be that would be ironic right there. So I've been wanting to talk about the Bible a lot, and I don't, you know, yeah, who loves the Bible? It's really hard because you, well, you don't know how much, how much like research, how deep you should get into it. Because when I, I mean, I just read the Bible because I really love studying feminism, and I think it's just such an important text to know how women are supposed to be in the world. I think like historically, what a wonderful document to learn how to be a woman. Uh, two amazing books. Actually, before I even get to Esther and Ruth, and wow, what incredible stories. I want to start with the story of Lot. Is anybody familiar with the story of Lot in Genesis? You are? That's so great. Here's the thing. I have no idea how this attunes to feminism or how I'm supposed to be a woman, but wow, it sure talks about women in an amazing way. So uh, Sodom and Gomorrah are kind of like San Francisco, but like old-timey, right? Like they're like lighting candles and like having butt sex all the time, and they're like, oh, they're like, loop, spit in your butt. Oh! And so these angels come down because God is like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it anymore. There's one family, Lot. He is totally righteous and awesome. So he sends these two angels to go visit Lot, and the men, the people, all the people in the city are like knocking down his doors like, we want to fuck those guys. And he's like, you know what? No, I'm going to give you my daughters. So he sends his two daughters out, and God is like, I am pleased. You didn't have them rape the angels. Your family gets to be saved. But at the same time, his daughters are being violated by the whole town. <laughs> Thanks, God. So then they're like, let's leave. Let's pack up our shit. And they're like, don't look back. When we destroy it with hell and brimstone, it's going to be like the best firework display ever, but don't turn around. So he and his two daughters and his wife are running, and his wife turns back and turns into a pillar of salt, somehow meaning remembrance or something about thinking about how she was really lustful. I'm not sure what the Bible really means on this one. Not sure. But what I do know is that she's a pillar of salt, and so the two daughters take the dad up into the caves, and they think they're the only Jews left in creation. So what do they do? They get their dad fucking wasted and then they fuck him so that they can have babies from their dad because they need to keep the whole Jewish race going. This is in the Bible and I don't know what it means for feminism, but I do know it means something. <laughs> it seems kind of like America right now. Uh, no, I have no idea how those two things go together, except that God hates women. <laughs> so there's two other books in the Bible, Esther and Ruth. And wow, Esther, what an amazing story. She saves the whole Jewish people. How? A hot rack and doesn't look Jewy. Absolutely. Her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther. Her parents were dead. Her uncle sold her to like a king because she was hot and didn't look Jewy. So great. Not great at puzzles. Not super clever. Hot rack. Not Jewy. Uh, and then the story of Esther, Ruth. She's great. She's a Sumerian woman, I think, or Syria. I don't know. Somewhere over there. And gets married to a Jew. Isn't that nice? And and then they, he dies, and then the mother-in-law's like, let's go back to Israel. I can't go on my own. And she's like, okay, I'll go with you. And she's like, oh, it's a beautiful story of love. And she's like, hey, go fuck the old guy, the rich one, the fat rich one. And she's like, oh, okay. And she lays at the feet of Boaz for three days, which like in the Bible is like, oh, oh I think they were getting it on. And then there's a whole verse where the guy is like, 
like, I am old and fat. Why not marry one of my younger brethren? And she's like, because I listened to my mother-in-law and married the old rich fat dude. So what do we learn from the Bible? Hot rack, don't look chewy. Listen to your mother-in-law all the time. And um, something about letting your daughters get raped by the town. I'm not sure like how God is involved in that. And uh, okay, so those were the jokes I wanted to tell about the Bible. Yay! <laughs> My question is, it's too much Bible all at once. Yeah, because people aren't interested, and there's, I have to give too much. Like, I try to give just enough background, but we get lost. The lot thing, I need actual jo I mean, I think the thing is funny enough on its own, just because it's like, this is, I'm telling the actual story that's in the Bible, and I think that's funny, but it's too much exposition. Yeah? Everyone's just shaking their head. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, trying to pack it all together is impossible. It's just too much exposition and... Yeah. Yeah. I went to Bible college, too. Oh, okay. But so I'm, but I'm, 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 I'm straight on with it. But, and, but you weren't even interested and you know about the Bible. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's fair enough. Like, yeah. I've it for four years and I'm still like, I don't know what the fuck to like think about this. So it's like that in itself should implicate to other people that it's a difficult book and problematic. But I think like maybe if you, yeah. Just well, I, I have other. Lot story is just like kind of insane because it's like they want to rape men and then they're like, no, rape my daughters. And that's at the time what was okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. I'm I've been trying to make that funny for a while, and I just kind of by telling the story. But the the Esther and Ruth thing I used to have is a much longer thing, but I just compacted it because I'm concerned about giving too much history, and if it's enough history. But if it's not funny, I mean, I have all kinds of other things to talk about about feminism. I'm just trying to like do the. I just I happen to have a lot of biblical knowledge, so I like to use it. Okay. Um, but just like, yeah, maybe a little less. I guess. Right. I know the Bible gets boring too. No one wants a sermon. I mean, <laughs> even when you go to church, you still don't want a sermon. You like want your pastor to be humorous <laughs> or whatever. I don't, I haven't been to church in a long fucking time. I have no idea what that's about. Okay. Well, thanks guys. Yay. <laughs> All right, your next comedian. Uh, it is hard to read his first name, but I'm going to try it. Uh, Arjula Shanker! Uh, what was that? <laughs> is that one free? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I always feel bad uh, whenever I go to these open mics. They'll get to my name, and it's like just like a deer in headlights. They're like... Uh, just startled almost having pronounced it no it's uh, it's Aditya Shankar um, but I'll, I'll put it in um, no so you guys probably already heard all this stuff but I'm gonna I'm still trying to work out kinks so I'm gonna go for it uh, 
I feel like everyone around here, I guess in general, is really trying to maximize their productivity these days, right? Like, people don't want to be wasting any time whatsoever. You should always be conquering the world. Which is why I don't really understand all the animosity towards Muni, right? Like, do you realize how much you can get done on a three-stop Muni ride? It's like, I watch a season of The Wire, teach myself Mandarin, and then forget Mandarin before I get to work every morning, right? <laughs> Like, the other day, between Powell and Montgomery, I saw a receding hairline. And it's not like I saw a guy with a receding hairline. I literally saw that hairline take a step back, you know? If physically aging on your commute every morning isn't productivity, then I don't know what is, right? I mean, you can just check that box off for the day. Aging, done. No. And like when you're on there, you can always see, you can always kind of tell who reads those productivity, like self-help books, right? Because it'll be just the go-getter, just taking his morning dump on the train, right? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, that guy is not wasting any time, right? Yeah. And if you guys have never been on Muni with someone taking a dump, then you've never been on Muni before. Yeah. I feel like Garfield established this real misconception that Mondays are the worst day of the week, right? Uh, and I gotta respectfully disagree with our 20th president on this one, right? Like, Mondays aren't that bad. Wednesdays are the hardest day of the week, right? Monday and Tuesday, you're, basically every other day of the week, your conversation topics with your coworkers are just scripted, right? You've got like, oh, how was your weekend? Oh, any plans this weekend? And then Wednesday arrives and it's like an improv class. It's like, uh, uh, um, and then you start talking about like the current events, right? Like the fact that it's Wednesday. It's like, uh, can't believe it's Wednesday already. And I'm like, I mean, I can't believe they're making a Toy Story 4. I can't believe Jay-Z did that to Beyonce. And I certainly can't believe it's not butter. But the fact that it's Wednesday is not the craziest thing I've heard this week, you know? But I'm being harsh, I'm being harsh. Like, on Wednesday, your coworkers will also really open up to you about their, like, deepest feelings and emotions, right? I'll be like, it feels like a Friday to me, you know? And now that it feels like a Friday, you can get back on script, right? So, any plans this weekend? <laughs> um, I feel like everyone's into dating apps these days as well, right? And my thing is, I don't feel that strongly about any of them, you know? I mean, I like Twitter as a friend, but I don't know if I'm ready to take that relationship to the next level, you know? Like, let's take things, like, take things slow. No, I did get on a couple of dating apps recently, and it, uh, it's been tough because my friends were like, you really want to be transparent on there, right? Be, be true to yourself. And so I put on there, not monogamous. Uh, and I was like, because I mean, you got to be ogamous to at least be monogamous, right? Like you can't be like, there's like, if you're not like, uh, what's like, what's the zero gamus or whatever? Non-gamus? I don't even know if I'm using the roots correctly, but yeah. It also might have something to do with like, I also, my, and then my friends were like, oh, you want to have really good photos on there. Make sure there's no, uh, like other people aren't in your photos, right? So I replaced all my photos with images of the mystery box from Mario Kart. Uh, and I was like, well, this will be better, right? Because now it's like the girl's like, please be a blue shell. Please be a blue shell. And down they see my profile, right? All right, I think that's all, all I got, guys. Thanks a lot. Aditya Shankar! Comments, comments, comments! Comments! That was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, 
so the the product of the pooping joke is super funny and then the first joke where it's like the three-stop thing where you say about the muni but then the, the the receding hairline is just the same joke uh again though right because it's it's that it takes a long time yeah, yeah. i mean i guess that is hyperbole which is a thing that people do so that's a you know it's a reasonable strategy but i didn't my personal opinion is it did not connect with me but that was, you know, how long? I don't, is it, how long have you been doing stand up for? Like, like four months. That, yeah, you're really. That's really like I didn't write a good joke for like six months. So like this is that's quite impressive. Yeah, thanks a lot. No problem. And it's funny when you talk about someone's receding hairline because you have so much hair that <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it'll <laughs> never, your hairline will never recede. So the concept that you're actually even looking at it on someone else, like this is a problem you don't and will never have. <laughs> like you're not even, you have a big full hair. So is it like, as in like it's, like in is it in like insensitive to people with well, hair? Well, I mean, it's almost like it's almost like you're punching. It's, it's like you're punching down, but you don't even know it because it's oh, like those okay. poor guys that have receding hairlines. Interesting. But you have a lot of hair. Like yeah, I never even thought thick, about that. Thick, luscious, you know, locks. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that the uh, um, the coworker conversation, the scripted conversation with coworkers, is like that's a great premise. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, um, like, uh, like I was, I was like, fuck, why didn't I think? that like that's that's great i was actually hoping for like something like maybe like a dialogue or something like a like a an actual not an actual but like some kind of conversation like some something kind of mean in that particular dynamic. i don't know why i, I want yeah I, I also have this thing where i'm like you just say oh how was your weekend as you nod along without listening kind right of i've tried that and yeah. when you get to wednesday you can pick up like something else like did you see that cat video on you <laughs> like like wednesday right. all you can do is like talk about cats or right. unicorn or, poo like right. what dumb banal thing do you pull out of the internet to wave in your colleague's face on a wednesday Day. Right, but then right. you get to the Friday. It's like a Friday, and then like yeah. that's funny because it's just that whole cycle. But right. I'd put something in there that's just mundane, like that everyone loves, like the puppy live feed or right. you know, yeah, like cat, something about cats. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much, everyone. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Itya Shankar. Tonight, we got an Indian rock block, but I know how to pronounce his name. Clap your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. That's right. Oh, my goodness. All right. Here, what? I was diagnosed as bipolar recently, and it took... I've been going to therapy... Oh, you put the dollar, two dollars in? Okay. Alrighty then. This better be worth two dollars, you guys. So laugh really loud, even if you don't like it. Uh -huh. Anyway, so I was diagnosed with bipolar. I've been going to therapy for about a year and a half, and I think it took my therapist so long to realize I was bipolar uh, because I would often go in and be like, oh, I'm sad, or ah, oh, my parents. But I never went and was like, ah, oh, you know, doc, sometimes I'm just really, really happy. <laughs> yeah. Never got to the mania part of that. That took a while for me to really reveal and like open up and like, you know, I'm happy sometimes. Can we fix that? Um, the thing is though, so I am going to have to go on mood stabilizers. And what mood stabilizers are is it's paying someone $200 a month to always feel like you just ate at Denny's. Um, but uh, I would say, I, would, I did say, like, oh, Doc, I'm happy, but that's not quite it. It's like, what if someone were just, ran were just at, like, random intervals, blow cocaine into your face? Um, and for a while, I just thought that was the normal human experience, but I have recently learned 
that people have to buy cocaine to get that. Um, but then they get to choose when to do it. So I'm not a, I'm not a, but no, it's, it's, it's not fun. I like when I'm depressed, I'm like, man, I want to kill myself. And then when I'm manic, I'm like, man, I want to kill myself, but on a skateboard. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, ooh, what have I killed myself? Anyways, um, what are my other jokes about that? Here's an unrelated joke that makes me deeply unlikable. Um, <laughs> I dealt, I dealt with a lot of bullying in high school because I bullied a lot of kids. Um, uh, okay, see? Anyways, no, but my therapist, my therapist also, also, he also di diagnosed me as a, uh, he said I was a narcissist, which means a doctor got to know me, looked at me, and then diagnosed me as an asshole. <laughs> I have the med the collective wisdom of 3,000 years of Western medicine was like, yo, dude, you suck. So that's something interesting. Um, you guys ever worry? I when I'm is that the end of my? What is it? Is that the end of my? Oh. Oh, here's one. No, but recently I've not been suicidal, but what is it when you want to attempt suicide and then survive for the attention? I'm whatever that is. Okay, well, that's the end of those uh, mental health jokes. So it's going to get much more mundane. So we good? You guys ever, when I'm at the gym, I'm always worried people are judging me because I am judging the fuck out of everyone there. Oh, thought that was. Do, do you guys not do that? Is that a me thing? No, no right? Because everyone's weird. Like, I see your made-up exercises. That's okay. I thought that would be good. Um, what else? No, I'm not gonna do that joke. Oh, you know what? I saw? I recently. I actually. My mom died when I was really young. Uh, I was like three, and so I, I didn't really remember what she looks like. And I recently saw a picture of her for like the first time in a really long time. I was like, damn, I'm really hot for what I was given to work with. Because uh -huh. she looked like a goblin. Uh -huh. Just a big old uggo. Uh, but I, you know, I'm a solid, solid hottie. Okay, I'm done. Uh -huh. You get to stay up there. Stay up there. No, no, no. It's okay. We have time. Uh, so, we definitely have time. So first of all, uh, what you were the technical term is suicidal ideation. Ugh. And it's pronounced weird. It's not idealization, but it's suicidal ideation. And it's thinking about suicide because you want to have it turn out in this sort of idealized way that you... I feel like you can call back to narcissism a bunch of times at the end with all of those jokes where you're like, I'm better looking and my mom's a troll. <laughs> that I'm a narcissist. I feel like you can call back to narcissism a lot. And I applaud you for doing more personal stuff. Um, you always, you said you always ate at Denny's and I don't get it cause it's good. Cause it makes you feel full. I don't understand why the Denny's line is, I don't understand what Denny's is to you. I need like a qualifier there. I, no, is I, it because it's two, three or $4 and you well, can eat or I guess the idea is that it's like a mediocre restaurant. Yeah. And so when you eat there, you feel like, like just very, very fine. You know, you, you know, when I, you go to Denny's, it's just like, oh, okay. And then you leave. So it, but, oh, right. So I didn't understand how that had to do with happiness. Cause I was like, and then you said cocaine buys. And I was like, what? And then I was like, well, maybe when you buy the cocaine, you do it in the bathroom at Denny's. Maybe that's why Denny's can be fun. I was just confused. I didn't know what was going on there. Uh, oh. but then also the skateboarder joke was great about, oh, all right. that was very funny. 
Yeah. I was gonna say. Um, well, I have a couple. I have a couple notes. Uh, one. <laughs> Good. Have you? You know how some people will have like a catchphrase. I oh, think yeah. you should just like <laughs> once, probably every two or three minutes in your set. Well, if you're doing an hour, like once every two or three minutes, uh, you just say, I'm a narcissist. Just like that. I feel like all my jokes essentially say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's the theme of there my personality. Yeah, but the, um, but the, uh, the reason the gym joke didn't work is it had the same structure as the bullying joke. And so there ah. wasn't a misdirect there. Um, I fucking love the bipolar joke. That first one was so goddamn good. Did you just write that? Or have you been working? I wrote that on Monday. That shit's. I got my diagnosis on Monday. There we go. But no, that shit's. It's fucking hilarious. But um, like on a serious note though, like. Um, Don't do a serious note in front of everyone. Well, no, it's it's. Like it's fine. We've you weren't here earlier. We had some okay. serious notes. Um, but you don't. You honestly don't need any one joke to be deeply unlikable. Ah, okay. Oh, that's like, so sweet. Yeah. that is. Oh, no, uh, it's you oh, just ooh, you have I it. You were gonna say something about like oh, it's not. It's, it's chill, fun. dog. Okay. I just want to say, Arjun, like, I've seen you do comedy for a long time, but I just want to let you know, I actually really enjoy your stage presence now. Oh. Oh, now. Hell yeah. Ah! Hey, guys. Who says you practice? Used to be you you worked, you worked your way fucking into it, man. You used to be nervousy and kind of shit, and then you look yeah. so much more relaxed. Like, you don't give two fucks about what any of these dickheads have to say to you and what about that you. That is not accurate. I all it's I, what I value all of your opinions. No, no, deeply. no, no. It's what you, I'm saying is what you look like. It's not what you might feel like. Okay. But you certainly have the uh, the swagger for for uh, like a for professional comedian. For a much comedian. more attractive Indian. And I think. It's really good. You're really good looking. You're really good looking. I know he hates everything I have to say, but I just want you to know that I think it's pretty. I think you look very cool. Like after all these fucking like I've seen you for like three fucking years, man. Yeah, like you look great. cool now, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like it. Like it's awesome. So I just want to let you know, man. Like that's it. Fuck off, laugher. <laughs> I'm very new to comedy, and uh, oh. this is my third day, and I really respect the way you express yourself and be brave and like. <laughs> brave. Uh, That's right. Does it say like? Doesn't need to be funny if I'm brave. There we go. <laughs> every every joke has the part of the truth. Me like uh, I I'm religious. I'm a Muslim, and I find it like really brave to express those like you know mentals my issues, mm-hmm. and just reveal myself, open myself, be more open. I really respect that man. Like you're awesome. I just I just respect oh, okay. that man. Thank well, you. Thanks. That actually means a lot. Thanks. Yay! Clap your hands together. Respect him with your clapter. Everybody, Arjun Banerjee. Oh wait, silent. it's Cassandra. Wait, Cass has something to say. I'm sorry, Cass has something to say. I just had one more one more comment. The awkward silence when you were talking about judging people at the the gym. I kind of actually liked it, and it would yeah. kind of be good if you like then judged people in the audience. Mm, yeah. Asshole. Okay. Yeah. You are an asshole. Yeah, you have a flat butt. Your left boob is bigger than your right. Everybody, Arjun Banerjee. I would love it if someone was like, your left boob is bigger than your right. Like, that is the weirdest <laughs> nag I think you could ever hear. Uh, your last comedian of the night, he didn't sign up, but he's the guy who was just talking who's super new. I don't know his name, but we know he's a Muslim. Clap your hands wildly for this guy. Hi, my name is Ali, and I'm from Kazakhstan. Thank you so much. This is my third day. I actually decided that the being comedian is my dream. Yeah. yeah. 
It's all started when I decided to go back to religion and change myself, change my bad habits, and instead gaining good habits. It's what, it was very, you know, it was very, very hard. Um, I came to school, and my teacher says, Ali, there's something changed in you. And I said, I quit smoking. She says, no, there is something more. I said, I quit eating chocolate. And she says, no, there is something more deep inside you changed. And I said, I got back to being religious. I'm a Muslim. And she says, why? Why? You were so much fun before. Like, I, I, I loved you being yourself. But now you have these frames kind of thing. You're trying to look like a prophet. You're kind of trying to be this pure, innocent thing. You were poor. I like the way you were. You know, I have a Meisner teacher in Academy of Art University. I'm about to graduate my MFA program. Thank you. And um, last, last year, my Meisner teacher told me, when you come to God, God won't tell you. You know, why weren't you Moses? He never tells that. He will tell you, why weren't you Ali? <laughs> and, you know, um, I had this like seven posts for the last 18 hours. So the, the, the previews of the fourth post was something like that. I came back to the face, faith and I started to change myself. And I found out my true self in comedy. Right. And uh, I just want to say, um, you know, like how it feels like when you start to change and you're walking on the street. It feels like the whole city changed, <laughs> right? Feels like your worldview matches with everyone's worldview. Whenever you smile, everyone's smiling. Whenever you're happy, feels like everyone is ready to shake your hand about the thing someone said about the secret, right? Well, there is a lot of opinions, but mine, mine, <laughs> my opinion is that, okay, this microphone going down, down, down. Okay, I'm going up, all right. All right, so, um, the secret is, we might think that at the end, we will face ourselves in the mirror. But I would say, we would face the things we've done. I mean, don't we? <laughs> uh, I feel like I don't know answer, you know? Someone said like, I know that I don't know anything. So I would say just keep up in the comedy and love yourself. Um, don't, don't read books, no, it's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't read books. And I love conversations, I love comedy. Guys, keep up. You, you are great, just know that. And you know, sometimes you can take the water in the glass, say five good words, drink it. Just believe it, the good things happen after you say it's good, thank you. Yay, Ali! Good things happen when you say they do, yay! Thank you for your money, yay! Thank you. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give you comments. Hey, I think it's really interesting that your very first joke, you have a great structure. You went one, two, three, and the punchline was that you're a Muslim. I thought you were totally on the right track because people right now, it's so pregnant in everything that, like, Muslims, that's weird and crazy. But, like, you're, no, seriously. Also, I think that it's really neat that you're getting an MFA in religion. Religion is an art. That's funny to me. It's not a science. It's in acting. Oh, in acting. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought Activism. you were getting an MFA in religion. And 
I was going to be like, <laughs> religion is an art? That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then you said something about Muslim worldview, but then you didn't. I feel like you're only in it for three days, but where I would focus your writing time is like what being a Muslim is like in what's happening right now. Because this is a perspective that none of us have really heard, and I don't hear this on stage. So it's unique as uh, somewhere to go with comedy because we don't. And you started it. You did a. You did a. You did one, two, and then your punchline on your first joke was I'm Muslim. So you're setting yourself up for it. And I just think it's a really interesting and unique new situation of premises that none of us know about because I don't think any of us are Muslim. Anybody? Everyone seems to be atheist around here. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, so yeah, it's a great place to start writing. Uh, other other comments for Ali, our new friend? Three days into comedy. whoop to do He's loud. He's doing microphone stuff. That's super fucking fun and I hope you do it more. I hope I see you next week. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so you're getting an MFA in acting? Where are you getting your MFA in acting from? Academy of Art University. Oh, wow. So what was the last play you were in? Almost Maine last year. What, what, what was it called? Uh, Almost Maine. <laughs> Almost Maine is the name of a play. I didn't yeah. even, I've never heard of it. It was like a Harold Pinter. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Everything seems to be Pinter. <laughs> India Inc. or whatever he does. Cool. Um, can I say hi to my teacher? Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. Okay. And promote any shows that are happening right now at Academy of Art. Whatever you want, dude. Yeah. Uh, we just have, um, so at the end of this semester, we have this musical code uh, called um, Lousy Chaperone. And my friend E. Ren from China is going to perform. He's really funny. Uh, he's gay. And um, I don't find any obstacles because I would say he's the one of the person who understands me more and we respect each other so sincere kind um, I want to say hi to my teacher Peter Gray Lewis he's amazing the best Meisner teacher and oh my to my oh my god yeah and to my teacher uh, Lena Hart for Alexander Techniques I just love Academy of Art it's the best university in my point of view but let's be real it's my point of view thank you yeah <laughs> Is uh, Angela? Oh, Angela! Angela Weaver, seven. Yay! Hey, everybody! Uh, before we're all done, does anybody want to say shows that they're in upcoming again? We have five minutes left in the podcast. If you'd like to get up on stage and talk about any upcoming shows you have, we can just run through it. Um, again, listen to Cassandra Inglesby on Sunday, FCC Radio, from noon to two with Luke Sawyer. Sorry, what's his name? Sir. Sour. Roof Sour, yeah, sweet. And um, go see Angel um, at, on the 13th at uh, Milk Bar and then at Cobbs on the 22nd. We've got Casey Fields. He's going to say some stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm just playing. Um no, it's cool because it's like my second book show ever, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm gonna be playing at uh, Simple Pleasures Cafe on Tuesday, April third. Sweet, it starts Simple at eight thirty. Come on down, it'll be fun. Eight thirty, free show? I'm not sure. They never sure. actually told me. All right, well, cool. Simple Pleasures, go see Casey. Fields. Yeah, thank you. Anyone else? Uh, listen to Flat Black Plastic every Saturday from noon to two. It's my favorite show on the station. All he plays is vinyl. Every week is amazing. Go into his index because every single one of them is unique unique and insane and incredible so if you want to have your mind blown and just listen to the badass shit it's super they're children to him every week flat black plastic here look in the index at mutinyradio.fm anything else from anybody 
Are we all good? Hey, thanks uh, thanks to Jonathan for being over here making the new night playlist and to everybody who came tonight. Uh, hey, everybody, go do your jokes somewhere else. Yay! <laughs> Why do you insist on nothing the life ring out of me? Yes, I know you're the person, the person that took time with me. Just give you the right to expect your life from Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
let you guys know that next time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.